Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. The DAC attack. Whites pass due bills. Lions chew on the, the horns. Ritter time in the ATL. Next on Around the Couch. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Heath Solo to Around the Couch podcast, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcasting Network. Axel couldn't join us tonight, so he's on assignment in Legoland somewhere. So it's going to be me, Ando, and Brett bringing you last week's notes and grumbles and rumbles and stumbles, and of course our picks, and we'll have AI Axel on this week. Uh, Just want to let you know the DVR Podcasting Network. Go to DVRpodcast.com for all the latest in DVR news and pods. We cover everything from Game of Thrones, Mayor of Kingstown, Mine Hunter, to Daddy Duty, whatever that is. Back Daddy experience. Uh, and you can check out our latest pod. It's the top TV shows of 2022. Every year we have an end of the year pod. We count down our top 10 favorites. Uh, on the pod was Jenny, Gina, Axel, Ando, myself, and a special appearance by our boy Joe Bear. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of drinks were flowing, and it was we, we got in great discussions about a lot of things. So check it out. And hey, if you want to support the pod and what we do, go to patreon.com slash DVR, become a patron. And for a little as a couple bucks a month, you can get all the exclusive podcasts that are not on the regular feed. Um, and when you if you can, Around the Couch, NFL Pod is a new pod. Uh, we just started it this season. So if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, it'd be great. Uh, just, you know, a couple words saying hi, saying what you like, and it just helps us get noticed. So without further ado, let's get on to ooh, recapping week 14 and our teams and going ahead to week 15. But first, let me, uh, the, the, the man of the hour, Tower of Power, rough loss, but he's freezing there in Minnesota. Ando, welcome back, buddy. It is great to talk to you. And I just have to apologize right off the top for making you do that intro twice. It's even better the second time. So that was you know, perfect. I'm an actor. I'm used to doing many takes. Yeah, so it's all good, brother. It was per- it was a test. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to be here with you and Brett. Even though Axel isn't going to be here, he'll be here in spirit. Because he'll his fingerprints are still going to be all over this show. Like I was warning you guys earlier. So let's have some fun. Oh, yeah, I feel him right now on my shoulder. I feel his touch. Axel, go, go in your room. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't with us last week. The Falcons went on a bye, so he went on a bye. <laughs> Getting ready for the big college football playoffs. It's our brother, Brett, a.k.a. BTK from Hotlanta. What's up, brother? Oh, I'm doing so great and happy to be back with you guys tonight. Looking forward to it. Yes, you are. I'm, 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 this is going to be interesting because 
I haven't done this pod without Axel. So I'm kind of like, you know, do I do an onside kick here? Do we go on the ottoman? I don't know. We're just, we're just around the couch. The fire's on. Uh, you know, we got some rosé and Zambuca. And someone sent us flowers. We don't know it was from a secret admirer. But thank you, whoever sent us flowers. We appreciate it. There were black <laughs> roses, though. I don't get it. But hey, what are you going to do? So let's get into it. Let's uh, No onside kick needed. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's talk about our teams. All right, Ando, why don't you just start us off? Okay, Vikings played the old Lions. Uh, entering the game, the Vikes were 10-2. and two, Lions were 5-7. and seven. If I did my math right, and uh, we, we, the Lions were favored. And we were like, what the hell is going on out there, Hank Stram? So what the hell went on as, unfortunately, the Vikes lost to the Red Hot Lions? What, was Eric Kramer out there throwing touchdown passes? What happened? <laughs> I don't – it was like playing against Megatron again, the way they were playing. I mean, most of the time – most of the time when you if you would have told me that Cousins would have thrown for 400 yards and no picks, Justin Jefferson would have set the all-time Minnesota receiving yards record with 213 yards, I would have said Vikings would have won by three touchdowns or more. But the defense, the defense, like I've been saying quite a few weeks, it's been bend but sometimes break, and this time it was bend and just keep bending, and it broke, and it was broken the entire game. Gave up almost 500 yards. It's now the fifth straight game they've allowed 400 yards or more on defense. The, mm. the last three games, Mac Jones, Mike White, and Jared Goff have combined for 1,000 yards passing between the three of them. That's not exactly Brady and Mahomes doing that to this defense. The, no, like, those are some XFL quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, sometimes it's also one of those. I mean, they were still in the game. I mean, the offense played great. Right. There was still, it was one of those games, though, you're watching it and just one of those games when you watch and you're like, you know, every break is not going like most of this season, the Vikings have gotten the breaks all the time, whether it's refereeing breaks or instant replay turnovers or just miracle plays like Jefferson pulling something out of, you know, where, but it was those kind of plays were going against them. Like there was a Justin Jefferson had a 70 yard touchdown catch that was blown dead because the referee said he, he went out of bounds replay shows. He didn't go out of bounds. It was a it should have been a 70 yard touchdown, but they blew the whistle. So they couldn't review it. There was a there was a pretty bad face mask on Cousins that was missed at one point that would have kept the drive alive. I mean, things like that that were missed that I mean, and, and it happens to every team. And the Vikings were not playing at home, so that's kind of what happens there. They had losing Harrison Smith hurt too. I mean, the defense a lot of times some of the pressure, some of the big throws that Goff hit were they were blown coverages. And Harrison Smith's basically that quarterback of that secondary, not having him there hurt. They all they're two they had two offensive linemen out, and still the offense still played amazing. So I mean the offense is the offense is in prime shape. So other weird, I guess other weird things like uh, Dalvin Cook fumbled inside the five, and it wasn't because it was a running play. It's because they called a trick play, and he he fumbled the ball on an attempt to do some weird jump pass. In the stat book, if you look, Dalvin Cook actually was sacked. Dalvin Cook was credited oh, with a sack because of the. That sounded like a Kellen Moore move doing yeah, trick it plays was, on the wrong times. It was it was bad. The Vikings ran for it. I think I texted you guys this one point. They ran out of the shotgun in fourth and one. Never understood fourth and one. Why do you give them three more yards and stand behind them? I just don't understand. Like, it at all. Yeah, and it's I I just I don't I don't get it. The, the offense under O'Connell has not 
been not made those kind of plays. And when they have, when they have called weird things like that, that's converted and the timing has been good. So it was one of those games and none of that stuff worked. It just, I mean, there was, you knew it was going to, when it was going to really be down, the Vikes were down by eight late in the game. And uh, Campbell called a play on third and seven. That was a tackle eligible. And they converted a th- on a 340 pound line offensive lineman, Panay Sewell, who actually was a, top 10 draft pick. The guy was athletic rant mm-hmm. caught the ball for 10 or 11. Years. He was actually picked right behind Jamar chase and Jalen Waddle. So, I mean, that was a pretty stacked draft, but with those two in there, yeah. but he, uh, he caught the play, made a first down. I mean, to run, basically to help run the clock out when, when plays like that are going your way, it's like, what the hell can you do? I mean, <laughs> I guess the only, the only good thing about it right now, I think is that they maybe will force to be, try to do something different with their defense. The schemes have not been, they not been good. I mean, they, they didn't, I think they only blitzed maybe two or three times. I don't have that number in front of me, but the blitzing hardly happened. The The defensive backs played five, six yard cushions all the time. It, I mean, it was the classic bend, but don't break and Goff killed them for it. And it was just something has to change there. There's rumblings that people are like, they want Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator's head on a spike right now, which I mean, giving up that kind of yardage, it's hard to, you might as well try something else. Cause it could really get a whole lot worse than that. I mean, the Viking, they passed for that, and the Vikes still only had, I think, 10 minutes of possession in the second half. It's hard to win with that. So hopefully they can figure something out here in the next few weeks. I mean, they can't win close games all the time. So it's, it's, it was closer than the score indicated, but I don't know. I'll just take it for what it was, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Brett, you have any thoughts on uh, what Andy went through, or did you catch any of the game or see some amazing highlights from local Detroit TV or something? <laughs> I mean, Detroit felt like they were in control for most of the game. Um, I didn't get to watch every play. So, I, you know, it sounds like there was some fluky stuff going on. But, you know, that, that I think they were favored for a reason. And not that they're the better team. But as Andy alluded to last week, I think the analytics pointed to, you know, them, you know, them, maybe being favored by around a field goal. You know, they, they were playing at home. They had some momentum. Minnesota's been this this weird team in Vegas, uh, you know, sports books. Vegas don't year. like them. Vegas yeah. don't like the Vikes. They, they played a lot of close games. Of course, everyone talks about how their point differential is, I think, is back to minus one on the season, despite being <laughs> 10 and three. Yep. So first, it's just... first team to ever have ten wins and have a negative point differential, I believe. <laughs> oh, we but, lose by thirty-seven. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> picked Detroit in the game, so I'm I'm not surprised that they won. I guess. I mean, I was rooting for Minnesota, but um, it's you know, I I don't know. Detroit's just yeah. kind of on a weird roll right now. Well, and, and and what and this is the part of the year where. You kind of see, if you don't look at records, you kind of see, like Ando mentioned about the Vikings getting breaks and winning close games. And now you kind of see like a Lions team who gets hot and is fighting for their playoff lives. And a team that, I hate to say it, but maybe the Vikings, maybe they're not as good as their record, even though it's their record. And I would, I would like, agree with, I would agree with that. Right. And so yeah. games like this happen. It happened to the Cardinals last year. They were only had like one loss forever. And, you know, that was last year, right? Yeah. The, yep. I'm, I, I, yeah. I was thinking for some reason, I was thinking it was the COVID year, but 
Um, and, and then they just got trampled in the playoffs. So you kind of seeing some things, but it's just, it's just, it's a game. Minnesota should have won. They didn't, but the great thing is they're still the two seed and they get to play next week. Uh, just the Niners are on their heels a little bit for that two seed, however, but does a two and a three seed really matter? And, you know, Brett, you're, you were definitely right. I mean, the Lions were kind of in control most of this game and it was one of those, it was kind of like that the first, I mean, most of this whole game was kind of like the first three quarters of the Colts and Cowboys last week, where it looked like the Colts wanted that game a hell of a lot. I mean, until the fourth quarter during that right. game, the Colts looked like they wanted the game and the, the Cowboys were just kind of like, uh, eh, we, well, we want to win, but we didn't really want to put the pedal down. And the Vikings never really kind of got out of that mindset. And you could tell they just it didn't feel like, I hate to use the term they wanted, didn't want it as much as Detroit did, but it did feel like that in a lot of ways. So, I mean, it's, and they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're definitely not as good as their win. I mean, you, any, or their win total, you win that many close games. It's, it's always going to be that way. So I would hundred percent agree with you on that too. And, and Jared Goff is one of the best pure pastors in the NFL right now. All right. All right. Enough. enough. <laughs> According yeah, to Jonathan Vilma. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Johnny Vilma, you know, he, yeah, he, he, he's looking at Miami hurricane, uh, Ken Dorsey's and Gino Toretta's and, uh, you know, anyway, so let's move on. Let's get, uh, Axel's soliloquy out of the way. He's not here, of course, uh, in Legoland, but, uh, the jets lose a tough one of the bills, 20 to 12. Uh, the bills did not cover, uh, which I'm glad. Cause I actually picked the jets. Jets have been good to me on backdoor covers. Um, what was a safety and a field goal that really helped them out. But uh, so, so Ando, you have uh, Axel's love letter to Zach Wilson. I mean, to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's not that much. It's not that. Uh, it's not that much Mike White love and Zach Wilson hate here. So I will. I will read in what the what Axel has sent in. So congrats to Kellum. The Bills outplayed the Jets, and there's no oh, way around it. Bills are coming back, Kellum. Mike White, the greatest quarterback ever, was bruised and battered and unrecognizable <laughs> to himself. <laughs> He came back into the game after a vicious hit and gave it his all. The Jets' O-line was in tatters, and the defense, save for Sauce shutting down Diggs, just couldn't keep up with Josh Allian. Why do I call him Josh Allian? Because he's a stallion. I love Josh Allen, and he ain't even my quarterback. We split the series this year, and I'm grateful for it. The Bills won, but the Jets survived to fight another day. Oh, very, very good. And I get, I'm guessing looking at Zach Wilson on the sidelines with that Sith hood, his clothes don't <laughs> fit him no more. But uh, so yeah, the jets, you know, it's tough. Cause this jet team has so much fight in it and they're a lot better than previous jets teams, but it's, it's, it's getting tough because you have to win these games. And I know the bills game, it wasn't, it's not the end all be all, but they got the Lions next week, which we'll talk about. And that's like, as our boys Simmons and Sal say, loser leaves town match. Like that is that is a playoff game next week. And those are the games they really have to win. So it was going to be tough to sweep the Bills. But Mike White was getting his butt kicked. He'd leave, came back. He probably has had broken ribs or something. And it was just, ooh, that Jets D is physical. Some of those shots he was he was taking. Oh my God! It was it was brutal. It was man. It was brutal. Like, like Axel said, bruised and battered. You know. Yeah. You know, or 
like you know Springsteen did the song The Wrestler for the movie and one of the famous quotes from that movie when Mickey Rourke's character goes I'm a broken down piece of meat that's more <laughs> yeah. to an old veteran but that's what Mike White was feeling all that's he had was game. ribs left yeah yeah no kidding Oof. Brett, any 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 uh um any soft words you want to tell Axel and Jet fans well I, I'm a little upset because I I lost this game on a safety because <laughs> I had I had uh, Buffalo minus what was it nine and a half and uh, nine and a half or yeah. seven, seven and a half let me I can't no remember. well it was nine and a half when we picked okay yeah it was around I think there. it was up or, to ten by actually summer. it might have been the ten last Tuesday but it might it, it yeah. fluctuated yeah. But that weird safety near the end of the game uh, basically caused me not to cover that. So, but I'll say, I mean, I still like the Jets. Um, they're actually on the outside looking in right now as far as the playoff picture, but they're right there. They're, they're tied with uh, New England at seven and six. They got the Detroit at home, Jacksonville at home. Then they got Seattle on the road you want to take at least two of those three games because then the finale at Miami. So, you know, there's still a chance to make the playoffs there. I mean, definitely. And I love their defense. So I give them a chance in any game. What does hurt though, is they got swept by the Patriots. So tiebreaker, if it, if it's just between them, I know it gets a little different with common opponents and all, if there's three or four way ties, um, right. but that, that could hurt them at the end. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but you know what though, what is it? We go into week 15 and Axel, your jets are still alive for the playoffs. How, when's the last time you could have said that? Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, I just love it because I, you know, for me guys, I mean, you know, being a cowboy fan is a weird thing. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's just a weird thing. So I always have my side things where I love seeing teams that were bad or never won a Super Bowl. I like to see them do well. Of course, not not against my Cowboys. But, you know, it's nice to see the Lions have some fight. Me and Ando ready to, you know, cancel Dan Campbell five weeks ago. Well, I don't think we were the only two. Yeah, you got um, that right. And, you know, him and Aaron Glenn and the boys are, are, have turned it around, and I love it because it's just so nice to see. Because, you know, and talk about trades, right? That Stafford trade, granted the Rams won the Super Bowl, but they got Goff, who's been competent, even though he has a big contract, he's, he's helping them win games. They got the Rams first round pick, you know, and it's like, wow, you may make the playoffs and, and get a top pick to boot. So they could could pretty, I was actually just texting with another buddy of mine right before we started this. And he was saying, man, the Lions are going to be good for a while. I was like, oh, well, my first thought was, well, at least it's not the green and gold team that's going to be good for a while because of that. But also, <laughs> why? I mean, they could easily grab another. I don't remember how long Goss contract is for, but they could grab one of those top quarterbacks and let him sit for a year. Well, if, that's the thing. Yeah. Will, I would if I was them. Imagine Will Levis in the, you know, with Detroit. That's a Dan Campbell guy. <laughs> that is a Dan Campbell guy. Uh-huh. I mean, and you don't have to rush him in. That, yeah. I, you know, or are they going to, because you don't know, because I know Caleb Williams right now is in a year is going to be, we don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, could they do that? And they probably should. If they get a chance to get a franchise quarterback, I would if I'm them. Because to be honest, to win in this league, you need a franchise quarterback. 
and you have to take a, a swing. I mean, look at the draft, the Trey Lance draft, and you know Mac Jones and Zach and Trevor well, Lawrence and Fields. I don't. You, you don't who, know. I don't remember who it was. It's somebody that knows a lot more about the NFL. I listened to talk a couple of years ago, and he was saying that I think it was some a former GM or something, and was saying you should you should try and if you have a chance to draft a franchise quarterback, you should do it every year because they're so valuable. I mean, look what they got for Stafford. Even if you don't, even if you draft one, you don't get it. You can always trade those guys or what Garoppolo was traded for way back when those guys have such value. Why, why would you not? I mean, aside the bruising of egos of other players, why would you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would draft a quarterback in the top five every year. Well, yeah, not in the top five, (laughs) but but I know what you mean. I mean, look at the year, like when that, when they were the Redskins, RG three, right. But they also got Kirk cousins later in that draft, Mm -hmm. you know, Shanahan did that. I mean, I agree. I think you should always draft a quarterback and that's something my Cowboys don't do. Even they draft the last one they drafted. If memory serves me correctly is Mike white in the fifth round, like four years ago or wherever. And they didn't give him enough chance to develop. And, you know, they signed Cooper rush and they kept him except for the one year with the giants and, you know, one year they drafted way back when, I think in 08, uh, they drafted Stephen McGee in the fourth round, a quarterback out of A&M, but they didn't do their research. He wasn't very good. But, like, you, you know, maybe not the first round, but those fourth, fifth rounds, I mean, look at Brock Purdy. I mean, set, I mean, he's, I mean, he's fell into a Brady-type situation. But, I mean, there's, a, there's, even, there's even decent guys that have turned into great guys. Jalen Hurts was a second-round draft pick. I mean, yeah. And there's, there's plenty of guys out there that have, pl- I mean, they don't all turn out, but why not take a chance on one of those guys that's played for a big school for a few years? I, in a, in especially in a second or third round, I would do it a lot. I mean, if you could afford to, I mean, and they did it cause they drafted Wentz and mm-hmm. he wasn't working out. They went for it second round Jalen hurts. And, you know, I mean, like with, with Brett's Falcons, they were on by, but you know, our, your boy Desmond Ritter is going to be the starter mm-hmm. um, this week. And we had talked about when was Mariota, gonna get benched and we didn't know and he was just terrible against the Stallers and you know and he's hurt he was put on IR but it's time you even though you are now back into it Brett your Falcons are still alive (laughs) with Tampa getting killed by the Niners that but you know what why not give Ritter a shot right now that makes perfect sense there's no reason not to I mean you got four games left you're coming you got this weird late by week 14 by so oh, you got them two weeks to prepare. <clears throat> you got four games left. I mean, let's just see what he does. I mean, there's there's no downside because you're you're probably not going to make the playoffs unless he's amazing. And if he is amazing, well, hey, let's roll with him into next year too. Well, that and that's so. the thing why they need to do this. I I know four games isn't going to be, <clears throat> you know, it's a small sample size, but they need to know if they need to spend that first round pick on a, if a mm-hmm. franchise, one of these quarterbacks fall to them or do they go O line or do you, you know, top, if Willie Anderson fall, you know, who knows they need, you kind of need to know. And it's like, why not? You're, you're, I mean, the Buccaneers could lose out and <laughs> who knows, right. who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to say it cause it's Brady, but them bucks don't look good. I mean, Oof. the Niners just destroyed them. I mean, they they it was it 12 minutes left in the third quarter and they went they went to the Panthers game. Yeah, they cut the cut the feed. I w- I recorded the game and I was going to watch it later. I'm watching. I'm like, what's this? 
Yeah. I record every single Tom Brady game to my collection. And this is one I don't have because it, I only have a half. Um, but maybe I don't, I mean, I doubt I'll ever watch it again, but I just like to collect, as you know, Ando. But no, it's just like, you know, but Debo Samuel goes down. They're saying he's going to be back before um, the playoffs, probably. We don't know. Um, but, you know, that hurts. That hurts them. But man, Purdy, I mean, he was a seventh round pick. You know, probably his weirdness and his attitude is why people were like, eh, any kind of, after his sophomore year, he had, he didn't play great at Iowa State at the end, but you know what? You never really know with quarterbacks until they get into your system, to your building, the mentality, how smart they are. There's so I'm, many different. I'm guessing some like, of his, well, I'm guessing some of his too is the school he played at. Cause that happens a lot where, unless you're like some kind of super freak from a small school, like super freaky athletic guy, like Dante Culpepper or something where you're yeah. like, your athleticism is just so off the charts. You can't be denied. If you don't come from a normal, like Iowa state is not exactly known as a quarterback school. I can't, no. I mean, it's no. been a long time since there's been another one there. So I think that's kind of why those guys slip down through the, th- those guys are out there. I mean, there's not a lot of them. And I mean, maybe they hit a diamond in the rough and they also, that's it, a perfect system for a, for a guy that doesn't really have to throw the ball that much with the, the running game they have. But he's tough, right, Brett? Yeah. I mean, you've seen, he hangs in the pocket and he just fires it. I mean, he's got that, he's got that weird, like that mentality. I don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily, he's kind of got that Jim Harbaugh type attitude when Harbaugh was quarterback a bit. And, you know, he's got that, you know, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of, Ro- got a little Romo in him. I mean, I don't know grit. if he's that smart or yeah, that grit, that moxie, like that Brett has in his basement. He always has that moxie. <laughs> there, there is actually one kind of crazy stat about him that I saw. He had two touchdowns over 25 yards. Jimmy G had zero all year over 25 yards. Wow. So, you, know, you know, someone made a point. He's like, <laughs> every time a Niners quarterback gets hurt, they get better with the next yeah. guy. <laughs> like Lance gets hurt. Oh, Jimmy G. Now Jimmy G gets hurt. Oh, Brock Purdy. Who's next? They still have like Mullins or Mullen or no? Beathard they traded, or... Mullins got traded to the Vikings before the season. Oh started. shoot! So he's like the second stringer here. Uh, I don't even well, know who their backup is. And back in the day, you had Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So what is uh, this go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But all right, I, I got I Let's get to my Cowboys since we're. <laughs> So they beat the Texans. (laughs) I never, even though they were losing and it just didn't seem like the right day, I had faith that they were just going to pull it out somehow. When Dak throws that stupid interception at the, when they're in their own territory, I'm like, it's over. I'm I'm telling my wife it's over. She's like, no, no, it's like, you don't know football. And like, she, she knows, she knows the Cowboys better than me sometimes. <laughs> let me, t- let me tell you. But, um, and then, you know, Lovey decides not to kick the field goal to go up by six. They go for it on fourth and goal and, the, you know, the Cowboys stop them. And, oh, it's so funny. I'm watching the uh, Lions Vikings game and I just seen Tony Pollard catch a touchdown in a highlight. Hey, the Cowboys are up 14, 10. Um, and, and then Dak hey, goes on this. Can I stop you real quick? In that situation, as a mm-hmm. Cowboys, were you hoping that he would kick the field goal or were you hoping he'd go for it? And, well, and if they go for it and they score, we're done pretty much. 
So I wanted them to kick the field goal because you're up by six, then you go down and score a touchdown and win. Okay. But um, I, I, you know what, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking. I was just so mad at Dak's pick still that I was like, in my head, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose this game. So why were you, were you thinking they should have kicked, uh, gone for it or? I just, I know a lot of times with like when I'm watching Georgia, they have a, a solid defense. If I trust my team's defense, I almost want the team to always go for it on fourth down. Cause I think we're going to get the ball right there. Right. You know, and if you're, if you're only down by three, that's a lot easier to come back than if you're down by six. Yeah, I no, I, I I get that, but you know they score a touchdown, then you know you're down by ten. Uh, sure. So I was hoping just oh go for the field goal. We'll, we 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 have to score a touchdown, but now it worked out. They stopped them. Um, it was this weird like pivot like RPO that wasn't an RPO, and it just was a bad play. But I knew, I'm thinking if you're the Texans, go for it. You're one. 10 and one or one and 11, whatever. And one you go yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't get it, they got the ball on the one. Yard yeah. And, and look what happened last time. So it made sense to me that they went for it. Now it, I mean, the first drive of the game, the Cowboys just went down. I'm like, okay, they're just gonna, they're even though they're probably not up for this game, they're just gonna, they're going to kill them. And then Turpin, who's been great all year, punt returner fumbles. We give the ball back and the Texans score. And that kind of changed the game because then it was a couple three and outs and then the Texans go up 10, seven and then the Cowboys come back, but it just felt the Cowboys were just not, ha- it, it almost felt last year, the Cowboys, when Dak was hurt after they beat the Patriots in overtime, Dak got hurt, Cooper rush. We know what happened in Minnesota. Um, and then Dak comes back. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I just, I, just, I, I, I why is the key? <laughs> Uh, Andy, why is the key things against Minnesota whenever I'm explaining something? I don't – so know, which means Minnesota is going to beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. This, this, will be, that means. this will be a topic maybe on one of our offseason things, but the Cowboys and the Vikings, like, historically are tied together, and they're actually much bigger rivals than anyone else actually. They like, are. They historically, are. there's a lot of major history Ooh, between them. I think that might be an offseason pod. Time. Yeah, that's an off-season pot. I like because, it. like, yeah, the Vikings are with the Bears and the Packers, and the Cowboys are with the Eagles and the Giants and all these teams in the East. But Vikings Cowboys is kind of a big, big thing. I think that's something we should file back for a later. All right, time. all right. I'm gonna have to send you a copy of the '75. Cha- oh no, I probably shouldn't. But as long, I, you as, know, you, as, long as you send me Thanksgiving '98, we'll I'll be good. Oh, okay, done deal. Dude, we can definitely Thanksgiving '98. <laughs> all right. So, so. It felt like when Dak came back last year and, the, and they played the Broncos and they were favorites and then they just stunk and everything went wrong. I mean, they blocked a punt, but it went off one of the Cowboys guys and Denver recovered it ahead of for first down. It was just and it, so I, I thought it was going that way. But the Cowboys do come back. They win it. It was a nice drive by Dak. I believe he needed that. Now, of course, and this is where I'm really going to go, guys. So. Yeah, it was against the Texans. And evidently, all of a sudden, the NFL is about style points because they have their Sunday night shows, their Monday shows, their first takes, and they're all this garbage. And then you got your Stephen A. Smith on his high horse where he'll never give the Cowboys credit. Even when they win the Super Bowl, it'll, he'll, he, he, he'll, he'll, he won't even 
like yeah it'll be something that the other team did to to lose it but it you know everything is like if last year the cowboys crushed and i mean absolutely crushed brett's falcons these crappy teams and then when they played the niners in the postseason they got they got they got beat so it's like just because you beat bad teams by 30 points doesn't mean you're a great team just means you can beat bad teams and so i look at the eagles now the eagles are still number one on my point on my power rankings They've had the softest effing schedule in the land, but they're healthy and, and they're consistent. The Eagles are consistent, which the Cowboys are not. So I'm going to give that edge to the Eagles because they are consistent and they're confident and they're well coached. Even though I can't stand the coach, he's a good coach. But people forget a couple of weeks ago, you know, those Colts, I mean, granted the Colts played the Cowboys tough and then it was 54 to 19. So you could play someone tight for three quarters, but then when you give up 33 points in the fourth, that's not good. You know, so if, you know, if, 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 if you want to say that the Colts play the Cowboys up for three quarters, well, there's that extra quarter. What if the first quarter was a blowout and then they caught up like the Lions did with the Eagles, like Cardinals did with the Eagles, but that's okay. The Eagles almost lost to the Colts. They won by one point. And it was a Jalen Hurts run in at the end. And everyone on ESPN praised the Eagles. Jalen Hurts for MVP. What moxie, what toughness. But they weren't like, oh, they only beat the Colts by one. I didn't hear anybody saying that. But when the Cowboys only beat the Texans by a few, oh, the the sky is falling. Now, granted, the Cowboys have a lot of injuries. We lost Terrence Steele, our right tackle for the year. We're down. Diggs got hurt. We're... I mean, he came back in the game. We're down a top two corners. That freaking worries me so much. Um, but I, I'm sick of this double standard stuff where everyone just blows the Eagles. Like they're the greatest team since. And they haven't played a, a anyone. They played the Vikings a week two. They played a Cowboys with Cooper Rush and they almost blew that game. Even with three picks, it was 20 to 17 at one point. Late in the game. So... I'm just, I'm so sick of the double standard. And I, I guess, guys, that's part of being a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm not, I'm not one of those, iri- oh, you may, you may disagree with me. <laughs> I don't consider myself one of those irritated, I mean, those annoying Cowboy fans. Like, I fight with annoying Cowboy fans because they don't know crap. I had one time, this was 1997. This diehard Cowboys fan was telling me Emmett Smith was going to break Walter Payton's record that year for Russian. I go, are you insane? It's not even close at this point. And he got all mad at me. Then I had this Bills fan come into my bar and saying, oh, no, the four, he was a, he, the four Super Bowls we lost. We lost to the Cowboys twice, the Giants, the Redskins. I'm like, no, 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 no. You lost to the Giants, the Redskins, Cowboys twice. No, no, no. He goes, 100 bucks. So I had someone print it out. It was a before we had laptops and iPads, <laughs> had it printed out. It was the internet day, so it was like 2004, I think. And boom, I said, give me that 100. And then it was funny, all the buddies at my bar were like, we'll get in on that. This guy lost like 300 bucks because he, <laughs> he came in spewing like he knew everything. Anyway, that's not what, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say is there's a lot of, I know the Cowboys through the years, a lot of bandwagon and a lot of not true fans that may give us a bad name. But, um, well, look, 
anyway, to wrap it up, I'm not an annoying Cowboys fan. I live and die with this team, but I know I'm not one of those fans. If you diss the Cowboys, I don't be, I'm not mad at Stephen A because he hates the Cowboys. I'm mad at his arguments that he presents. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. However, Brett, I don't know if I have faith in Dak moving forward. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I do either. I mean, he's uh, he's good enough to take, you know, take them as, you know, as far as possibly all the way, but he he just has to get hot. Like I, I don't know that I totally trust him week to week. It's it's <clears throat> I think he's on more than he's off, but he can be off, you know. Yeah, he's like he's reminded me a little bit of Romo. Romo was smart. He wasn't as gifted as the top tier quarterbacks, but he he just threw those dumb picks at times. And Dak did that this past game. He's been he's since he came back, he's thrown the most interceptions by a quarterback. That scares me. On top of all that, against Philly, that's not good. You, you can't turn the ball over in the postseason. You just can't. And Amazing. it worries me that they're going to get pass happy and not run the ball if it doesn't work a few times. And Because the Cowboys' first and second downs weren't – they weren't getting yardage on first and second down in this game. Are, are you sure some of this isn't the looking past? I mean, they just blew out the, blew out the Colts and everybody is saying how they just – all this other stuff. And the fourth quarter was so awesome. I mean – I right. could easily see this just be a game of like, well, we don't really need to prep that much for this because we're going to beat the hell out of these guys. We're 17 point favorites or whatever it was. We don't even need to worry. Well, and McCarthy said we got two opponents, the Texans and our in the mirror. Yeah. And he knew that. Yeah. So he might have, he saw something in practice. But it's funny because I thought next week's game against Jacksonville would be the trap game because they have Philly on Christmas Eve. Now it's like, whoa, 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 maybe they'll play better against Jacksonville now mm-hmm. because of this past week. Because had they rolled the Texans, I'll tell you, I was 100% sure I'm taking the Jags on the money line the following week because that seems like a trap game. But Well, and I mean, we'll teams teams running the table and going 15-1, and 14-2. It was one of the, was it Simmons and Sal or somebody in one of those podcasts that I listened to the couple last couple of days there's not a great history of those teams doing well in the playoff. The ones that oh, are yeah. tested in the play. Yeah. And I mean, having after the Cowboys have had quite a few blowouts, I mean, having a, even though it's against the crap team, having those games that you have to pull out is it's kind of like what you were you saying to me that. earlier in the season about the Vikings and be, I'm being yes. frustrated on all these close wins. You need to be tested like that because if you're not, I mean, my 98 Vikings were a perfect example. They were 15 and one. Mm-hmm. Their only loss was to Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. And they didn't have, I mean, most of those games were blowouts until the Falcons game. And then they choked when it was close. So, I mean, having that, I don't, I, I don't, I think you're overreacting a little bit on Dak. I still think Dak's going to be fine. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, and the stuff about the double, the double standard, it's not just, I don't think it's just Dak. I think it's like the media. I think every year, the, the football media, they pick their favorites and they pick the people they don't like. So like uh, Kirk Cousins is a good example of this too. Cousins oh, had a lot of great games over his career, but the media just doesn't like Cousins. So they ne- like, look at it. Look at what Pat Mahomes did this last week. The Broncos, all, I mean, the Broncos damn near won that game. Mahomes had three picks. Have you heard anybody say anything about, whoa, Mahomes might be falling off. Mahomes had a bad, I nope. mean, so, I mean, they love Mahomes. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's I mean, they love Jalen Hurts. They love the video of him benching the 600 pounds or whatever that, all that. So, I mean, there, there's 
certain players and, and narratives and stories that the football media likes to grab onto and that's who they like. And they like to rip on the other. I, I really think that's more of what it is than it just being an attack on the Cowboys. I don't think they like Dak for some reason. Yeah. Like Especially the, the talking head media. Yeah. That they, they all make their picks like you're saying, Andy, before the season and, and then they defend them and, mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't look at the games and the teams objectively, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, depending, they may not maybe they shouldn't do that if they're just a Stephen A who's you know bombastic shtick. even if he thinks the Cowboys going to win Brett yeah. he could say like this week all seriousness Cowboys will dominate you know he can't do that he yeah. can't do that like he's not he's an entertainer he's yeah, not a right. football and analyst that's how those guys I mean the him or cowherd or any of those guys that's how they make their millions of dollars is by fl- inflaming the fan bases and, and it's like uh, what were they doing to me like yeah, that's exactly. what he wants. Yep. And it works. Yep, because, because like somebody listening to this podcast is going to be like, well, what the hell did Stephen A. Smith say? So that after they hear this, and then they're going to be like, well, let's, let's, so then they, I mean, <laughs> our millions and millions of listeners that we have are going to go, go to that, you know? So, yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is I like Stephen A. Like he is entertaining and because you want, want to know why I like him. I mean, I hate him that he hates the Cowboys, like in, in a loving way, <laughs> but he just, when he gets, when you see this, the, the the real side of him, when he either gets too much or he starts like joking a little bit, like you can tell he's a fun guy, like in a lot of his shit. But you know, he, I mean, hey, he, I mean, Skip Bayless was one of those guys oh. that I hated, and then I hated that he was decided to defend the Cowboys because he sounds so dumb. <laughs> he's a guy I just know is too much. Well, isn't you he? Know? He's from Dallas, isn't he? Isn't that where he got to yeah, start? Well, he wrote. He wrote at the Dallas paper the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He wrote at the Dallas morning news, I think, or, mm-hmm. um, he, yeah, I know he, he was a local guy during the, the, the Super Bowl runs. Oh, so, but cool. he hated Tony Romo. He called him little Romeo. He called Terrell Owens team obliterator. And he would, he was so against the Cowboys. Then when like Stephen A came on the show, all of a sudden he was a Cowboy fan again, which, so <laughs> I know they got to pick sides. It was weird. It was just bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't well, put a whole stock in, in those guys, honestly. Um, I don't really have a good – my finger on the pulse as far as what, what all they're saying. I mean, to me – I wish I didn't, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I the Cowboys, probably the Cowboys and the Eagles as the, as the top two teams in the NFC right now, with apologies to Minnesota, who's also right there. But, well, they're they're definitely a step ahead of where the Vikings are right now. If the Vikings can screw down their defense a little bit, they might be in the conversation again. But until they see, can, I got San Fran because that defense oh, yeah. and San Fran would be up there oh. too. I I think the big question with San Fran still is what's going to happen after Purdy plays for a couple of games. Are the defensive coordinators going to when they have some tape on him? Are they going to shut that down? Well, that's the unknown. Him? Yeah, that's the unknown because he could give you one of those games in the playoffs where he throws three picks and fumbles the ball. You just, you don't know. Before we get off the Cowboys, I do have some fun Cowboys stats for you here too. Oh, since the start of last season versus the spread, here are the top three teams. Number three, the Bengals are 20 and 10 against the spread. The lions are 20 and 10 against the spread. The Cowboys are 21 and nine against the spread since the beginning of last season. So they're, they're all doing very well. It's the first time in, First time the Cowboys have had back-to-back 10-win seasons since 91 through 96 when they did it five years in a row. I mean, that was kind of a good run for the Cowboys. <laughs> Those three yeah, yeah, yeah. In there as that was well. a fun time. That was a fun time yeah. for me. The, uh, 
I was uh, skinny, a good looking, and Cowboys won. We're winning. Uh, Pollard had his 12th touchdown of the season on Sunday. He entering this season, he only had 11 career touchdowns. Wow. So n- nice year for him. So yeah, I had, that, those are my, those are my Cowboys stats. I like me. it. Thank you, Ando. Yeah. I like well, that. Like um, I said the other, oh, like a week or two ago, the Cowboys are just playing so damn well. There's tons of stats for them every week. So <laughs> they're a fun <laughs> team to watch. I love it. I love it. And like I had mentioned last week on the pod, Brett, you weren't here, but this is going to be the first year that the Cowboys make it back to back times to the to the playoffs since 0607 like yeah that's they've crazy. never that's you know in 13 no that's more than that in whatever 16 years oh, fuck um they had it they've never made it twice in a row and, and they definitely have it in the DAC run so and they haven't um, made an nfc championship game in uh, since 95 yeah is that the is that the longest of any really? NFC team? no it can't be because the the Lions, the Lions last yeah, one Lions, was no, sure. not the Lions, not the Lions, right? Yeah, they don't count. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think it's the. Don't, don't, don't kill me that. Don't. But you know, the Lions did beat the Cowboys that year, and then lost to the Redskins. Um, no, it, yeah, it's been a long time, and uh, and we were talking about it, Andy, how like these fifteen and one teams usually they will make the the championship game, but uh, you know, well, I mean, look at last year, tight. Look at the Packers. They right, they were set. Yep. They were going to go to the Super Bowl, one seed. Yeah, mm-hmm. they lose to the Niners. I think it's I mean, two years in a row that they were the one seed and, and they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers has had limited success. He's had some success in the playoffs, but not as much as everybody thinks. They remember thinks, yeah, like he's a bad man. Well, he's a bad man because you don't you don't win Super Bowls like he should. Um, ooh, <laughs> breaking news! Well, he's he's the Giants signed Carlos Correa. There. The Giants he, did. Of course. Yeah, the did. Giants 12 year, 12 year, 13 it. year deal. Jesus. Damn it. Wow. Oh, sorry. I know Ando. He was rumored to come back to the Twins. He, I, oh, man. I, w- I wish he would have. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I like watching him. Besides the whole cheating thing in Houston, I liked him when he got here. Yeah, right. Well, okay. So, a couple things before we get um, to last week's picks and get our, start doing our new picks couple things i just wanted to cover um what what the how the heck after like two days of practice did baker mayfield and the rams beat the raiders guys <laughs> i've never seen anything like that that's that was insane i cannot pick a thursday game to save my effing life <laughs> yeah I, I think i had texted you after that because i didn't see the game i was at the gophers basketball game that night and i i couldn't right. believe it when i heard about it so I think maybe for those Thursday night games, I just need to skip some of those games when they look like they're going to, because that game looked like it was going to be terrible going in. I just need to start oh, yeah. skipping some of those crap games and they'll end up being good games. So I'll just watch them later, maybe. That's what I did. I just recorded it on NFL Network. I didn't even bother to go back to Amazon. And I just was like, but one of my buddies is a big Rams fan and I have a text chain with him and Abby, who's in Star City Murders, by the way, good man. Uh, he's like, oh, they protected the house against the black and gold. I'm like, what? And I was not, <laughs> you guys weren't spoiling me. I was all excited to like watch this crappy game just because it's Thursday night. And then I, so I had to look and I saw 17 to six <laughs> and I'm like, Brett, explain this to me. How the hell does Baker Mayfield look like crap on Carolina? Probably because he didn't, he only ran like eight plays, different plays <laughs> for the Rams. And, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he didn't look that great until like you know the fourth right. Way through the Again, fourth. he did a Dak drive at the end. 
Yeah, that was a weird game. And I read that Baker Mayfield had already purchased his ticket to LA before he was actually signed. I read um, that too. Is that legit or was that a, somebody making fun of it? Now, if that's legit, I, I would have to question whether Sean McVay is, is guilty of tampering because yeah. I think Baker asked out and then a day later he's signed by the Rams and then two days after that he's starting. Hmm. So I wonder if, you know, and they I think they have a history, uh, McVay. That's what I was just going to ask if that was a – Well, they used to go to the same bar or something? What's their history? I think they crossed paths at some camp or something back oh, in the day. Like, I was going to say, they were walking through Sam Houston State to watch a game. and <laughs> for some reason, I think for some reason there's some kind of relationship there. So he that it wouldn't surprise me if maybe nudge, nudge, ask out, and I'll sign you kind of thing. Yep. Mm. Um, hmm. but, you heard it here first on Around the Couch. Allegedly, I'm not saying allegedly. 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 So, um, a couple other notes before we hit our picks. So, Kyler Murray done for the season. Was it second play of the game? He just his knee went down last night, and oh, I mean, not that the Cardinals were going anywhere, but uh, my question to you guys, uh, Ando, is uh, is Cliff Klingsbury excited? He doesn't have to deal with Kyle Murray the rest of the year. I he might be. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think. Uh, I think Cliff's got bigger things to worry about. I mean, they're that team is they're in trouble. They're uh, what did I the um, they're one in twelve of their last home, thirteen home games. Jesus, how does a guy keep his job when you can't win at home? Oh, he's done. He's he's he won't be there next year. I, I think the better question is: Are they better with Colt McCoy playing than than uh, Kyler? The Colt McCoy, 49 years old. I mean, he's past Tom Brady, right? No. <laughs> no, I just feel like he's been around forever. Yeah, he has. He's 36. I, Actually, he's not that far behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost as old as we are. Uh, I remember when the, the Cardinals used to play in Phoenix, that Sun Devil Stadium where half the game would be so scorching hot. You'd mm-hmm. like pass out in the stands. Uh, anyway, sorry, Brett. Go for it. Uh, I was just going to say Kingsbury ten, since the beginning of last season, he started out 10 and two. And then since then he's five and 14. Hmm. I wonder who'll buy his house. If he moves, it everyone loves good. his house on draft night. Well, Russell Wilson probably needs a new house. Yeah. It depends on how many bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> you got concussed. They, they, you know, well, that's and then Ripian uh, came in and they play each other this week. Don't they? Oh, do they? Who? Uh, yeah, the Cards and the Broncos. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. that's, I will not be watching that game. <laughs> that's the game right. of the week. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's so, what it means when you list it first, right, Ando? It's yeah, that's like exactly <laughs> what it means. Game of the week. Game of the, game of the century, probably. Hell. It, well, it could be. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm basically just all the way out on Arizona at this point. I don't need to watch them anymore. I don't. That's, uh, I don't know. Just not, not a good team. And Kyler. Maybe Kyler should go back to baseball. He probably could still uh, sign with somebody there. All right. So my last thing I got is a little rapid fire quiz sponsored by Axel Foley. No, it's not sponsored by him, but (laughs) one of the Lego things he built. Okay. I'm going to name a team to you guys. (laughs) 
and you tell me playoffs or no playoffs. Okay. Are you ready? All right, Brett, the New York football giants. No playoffs. No playoffs. Ando? The Giants? No. I'm going to say no as well. Seattle. All right, Ando, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. They're, what are they? Are they tied right now for seventh? Are they? Let me look at the. They are eighth. You know, those last two wild cards is basically what. So you got the Giants, Seahawks. Lions, Commanders. Uh, like Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs. Ooh, Brett. I'm going to say no. You know what? And I'm going to say no. You want to know why? Because I'm going to say commies and Lions get in. Well, yeah. and I'm going to say the Seahawks aren't because their last four games are 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, Rams. They might go one <laughs> and three. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. I'm going with the AFC. Are the Miami Dolphins making the playoffs, Brett? Yes. Ando? Uh, I think they are. Yes, I'm going with yes. I'm undecided. (laughs) I don't know because it's like the Jets. Well, let's answer this one and then I'll answer mine. Uh, Ando, Chargers making the playoffs. Yeah, the Chargers are making. They're going to be the seventh team. Okay, you're seeing the seventh. Brett, what are you thinking? No. No, okay. And my last question, I don't know, because I, I really want the Jets to make the playoffs, but I got to believe, you know, it's really, really telling what the Ravens do with – you know, Huntley's hurt now, concussion, who knows? Um, you know, I think they brought back Vinny Testaverde to, to, to play. You know, I, I, I don't know what the Ravens, because I think the Bengals, but the Bengals have a tough schedule. They play some playoff teams. Uh, okay. The, uh, the Before you get off the Chargers too far, the mm-hmm. Chargers remaining schedule, Titans, Colts, Rams, Broncos. Chargers are making the playoffs, fellas. That's a pretty – You, you want to change, Brett? <laughs> No, they're going to go two and two against that slate somehow. Whoa, nice. Oh, all right. And Brett, is Ando's Jags going to catch the Titans for the division? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the Colts are going to catch the Titans and go all the way to the Super Bowl per my preseason pick. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what's oh my, worse, oh your that pick or the Rams. Me picking the Rams. I'm I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna keep faith that Tennessee will win that division. Ando, yeah, I think Tennessee is gonna hold on. Their Jags are still two two games back with four to go. That's it's a lot of ground to catch up. And I don't are they do they play again? They don't. Oh yeah, they do. It's the last week of the season. That could Wait, be a what's big the last game. week? The Jags and the I, Titans. Ooh. Oh, I hope that's not the flexed final. But game. You know what? The Titans also have Titans have got a tough schedule. Chargers, Texans is not so tough. And then the Cowboys and the Jags. That could get interesting yet. Ooh. Uh, well, they're yeah, it's on prime video. For they're the still two games back, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. That's the hard part is that two, waking the Jet, up two games is tough. Who won the previous matchup? <clears throat> oh, no, they just played, right? They just played this week. The Jags beat the Titans. Yep. Yes. So if the Jags sweep them, they just need what? They just need the tight. Jags would need to win out and have the Titans <laughs> lose one more or. Yeah. So ah. One more game before that final game, then they could potentially win the division. Potentially win the division. Yeah, that's mm. true. All right. Well, that does it. I think for week 14 Ando, let's let's talk about our crappy picks and how we're going to pick this week well let's see uh none of us lit anything on fire again (laughs) brett you you both of you guys finished seven and six so you guys are both oh we're we're above 500 i didn't expect oh that patriots win on monday night and uh axel and i both were six and seven so we were both a game behind you guys overall Heath, you're still leading with 86 wins axel's two games behind with 84 i'm six games with 80 and brett is nine games with 77 i picked up a game on axel no wonder you didn't want to come on the pod that's and you know there was there was some weird thing brett you had a kind of up and down week you're the only one to get the rams right only one to get the broncos right only one to get the lions right but you were also the only one to get the bills wrong. Mm. So, but you, if that, you had some nice picks there. I mean, otherwise it, it was almost everything else was kind of split. We all picked the same or it was 50, 50. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we, we, de- we have definite room to improve. I'll put it that way. Oh, Heath, you and uh, you and Sol are you and uh, Foley picked the chargers to win and you and I, Heath, picked the Jags to win. Those, I mean, otherwise there really wasn't a lot. Oh, of, did I, oh, I picked the Jags. You know what? Yeah, you did. You and I did. And actually, Brett, you also were the only one to pick the Ravens. Oh. Yeah, I actually had I had six games that I was on Grievous Island. Almost half mm. the pick. I think I went four and two in those. Games. Oh <laughs> yeah, and the the Giants. You were the only one to pick the Giants too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that wow. that backdoor cover, and then the the Giants. Otherwise, you would have you would have had an ass kicking. So, <laughs> well, it was, you know, it was a, it was, Brett gave it a, the old college try. And you know you those know? those big spread games are tough. I mean, our we none of us picked those very well. Yeah. Well, I think we were about five hundred actually. Now that now that I'm looking at it, so disregard right. what I just said. But we're three three and two <laughs> in the five games that we all picked the same. I think we were three and two. Yeah, AI. So. So yeah, so I guess are we are we uh, unless you guys want to relive anything from last week, we can just skip right ahead to the for the, to this week's. Well, do we want to go over Heat's power rankings real quick? Oh yeah, do we want to do that? You want to do that first? Sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn so something I, before we pick. So I did them for last week, but then Axel bumped me for Matt Damon. Um, so. <laughs> I had to redo them, and it's funny because after this week, oh, I redid them. So I'll go through them quick from 32 down. 32, I have the Texans. 31, the Colts. 30, the Broncos. 29, the Rams. 28, the Bears. 27, the Cardinals. 26, the Raiders. They were up and down, and I had them higher, and then they just plummeted for me. Uh, Saints at 25. 24, the Jags. 23, the Falcons. Dropped four spots from a month ago. Uh, Steelers at 22, 21, I have the Brownies, 20, the Giants. They were hanging around 12 a month ago, and they just (laughs) – 19, the Panthers, up from 27 since I last reported. 
18 the Bucks. I, I you know, I, if it wasn't for Tom Brady, I'd probably put them at 28. Uh, 17 the Packers just shows you how many bad teams there are on the NFL. Mm-hmm. 16 the Ravens, 15 the Commanders, 14 the Hawks, the Lions, 13. I have them. They were 31 a month ago. Uh, Titans at 12, 11 Jets, 10 Patriots, nine Dolphins, eight Chargers up from 15, seven Vikings, six Cowboys, five Niners, four Chiefs, three Bengals, number two, the Bills, and I still have the Eagles at number one. What do you think? Anything that you don't like stand out to you? I think I think you're you being to... I think you're being too hard on your Cowboys. I think they're better than yeah. the sixth best team. I just and don't I, think I, they I, could beat the Niners, the Chiefs. They did beat the Bengals, but uh, Bengals have some good wins. I would put them probably fifth ahead of the Niners. Ahead of the Niners. And I think I don't know. I just for some reason I like the Cowboys. I don't. I could. I think that. I think that top. Well, and really the top six teams are all. I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Yeah. I think. I think like the Vikes, the Chargers, the Dolphins. I think that next stage they've all got the potential to hop up in there, but they all need to tighten up things in their games to make that happen. Right. Right. Overall, I think it's a pretty solid list, Heath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. I would say if I'm nitpicking, I'd say I think mm-hmm. the Jaguars are probably maybe a little better than 24th. I'm mm-hmm. put them like I mean, they could go up to 19. Yeah, I was going to say they could be up to 19. That was a that was a tough group because, you know, well, the, the Steelers. The Jags, I was the Jags too. They just got smoked by the Lions a couple weeks ago, so it's not like they've been rolling over. I mean. That's that's that whole thing, that yeah. whole middle ground. The teams are so hit or miss, or tech, Jekyll and Hyde stuff. It's hard to like the Browns that went over the Bengals look like they were amazing, and then they look like shit. So I don't, man. There's just so many teams that it's you don't know from week to week. Yeah. No. The, uh, speaking of some of the bad teams, I was looking at, and we had mentioned it earlier. The Vikes are the on the negative point differential. This kind of actually is a good way of explaining how top heavy the league is. Of the 14 teams currently in the playoffs, um, oh shoot, I lost. six of them are under are in negative point differentials, not just the Vikings. <laughs> Tennessee is, has been outscored by 35, the Giants by 33, the Chargers by 31, the Bucks by 30, Washington by three, and Minnesota by one. So I mean, when almost half the playoff teams are are being outscored, that you can it's so top heavy right now that most likely oh, there's some bad teams in yeah. this league. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Well Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Well I'm thinking. <laughs> they're they're still alive. They have not been eliminated. We only have no I mean t- they could get tickets to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, you're all good, man. Uh, it's all right. No George is gonna win it all over here. Don't worry. George is well, gonna win that's a bet that's a better question. What would the point spread be between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> well, the Georgia probably has more first rounders on their team. Than the <laughs> that's what I think. I think you're probably right. Georgia minus three and a half. <laughs> that's where I'm going. Yeah, there still has only been one more team eliminated. The 
Russ Wilson's Broncos were eliminated. So there's technically only three teams that are not still alive. I mean, we'll see a lot of those drop off this week, but it's just crazy to say after that top five or six teams, it's just such a steep decline quickly. I don't know. Wait, let's just, I know any Bronco fans listening don't want to hear this, but let's just let that sink in for a little bit. <laughs> off season Broncos, Russell Wilson, great defense, Nathaniel Hackett from the civil war times is coming to coach, <laughs> you know, this crazy AFC West, the raid has got better. Devonte, you got the Chargers and Herbert on the rise. You got Mahomes. Oh, maybe Mahomes won't be as good with Tyreek Hill. He probably lose second place, maybe third place. And overrated. The Broncos, man. There, oof, Russell Wilson. That might be the new heist. I know Brock Osweiler got a big contract. What? What? The Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the heist is the new heist is Russell Wilson. Well, the thing with him, it's the double hit. It's the contract and it's the draft picks. Yeah. And the other yeah. players. I mean, they got rid of, I mean, like they, who else did they throw in? Like Noah Fant who's a decent tight. I mean, they threw in decent yeah. players in that trade too. So it's, oh man. It's not as bad as the Herschel Walker deal, uh, Ando, but uh, it's. See what I mean? Vikings, Dallas history. There's a lot. There's there. a lot. Oh, this is going to be a big off season pod. I yeah. I'm going to start doing research now. Cause it's going to be pay- more pain for me than you, I think, but there's a few times we've, we've, we've thrown a few haymakers in there too. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be some pain. Yeah. Some late nineties pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the picks. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This week. I, uh, since we had just kind of, uh, what was I going to do? I just decided to do a random one this week and I look back and this is an order we have not done all season. So we're going to start with Mr. Axel Foley, Brett, you're going to follow him, then me, then Heath. All right. So at the very beginning here, we've got the game of the week. Like we already stated the four and nine cards (laughs) at the three and 10 Broncos where the Broncos are favored by three. And let's uh, let me see if I can, Get my uh, correspondence from Mr. Axel up, and let's see what we have here. AI. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He he had to send me that before we started, so. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Okay, both quarterbacks are out, and that makes both teams better. Denver has a better D. I take Denver to cover. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys could hear that. I wasn't sure if it would come through on the recording. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I, I think I also like Denver to cover, although I'm not sure if they're going to score three points. So <laughs> maybe, maybe like five, like six to two or something, they'll win. Six yeah. to two. In the bottom of the seventh, and the relief pitching will come in and shut out the. You know, I'm I'm going with the fact that uh, addition by subtraction with no rust there, and they will score. I'm going. I'm taking the. I hate it that I'm taking the Broncos because I swore them off earlier the season, but I'm going back on the Broncos. Well, there's no Russell Wilson, so I mean, yeah. Well, God, that's ripping against McCoy. <laughs> Arizona short week going into Mile High. Something tells me to take the points here. I'm taking the points and the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury against Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, my oh, God. 
This is one game I will not be watching. No. Let's just well, pretend it's not even happening. You're on Rebus Island. Oh, is this this yes. is not the Thursday night game. That's right. I nope. forget what order <laughs> yeah. we're going. Okay, I was gonna make yeah. a comment thursday night picks but i'll save that. We'll wait till the thursday <laughs> yeah we're we're getting we're getting the garbage out of the way first here so the next game right. number two brett we've got the five and eight steelers at the five and eight panthers panthers are favored by two and a half oh man that's a good point spread um you know that's that's just a maybe a tick too high i'm gonna go uh pittsburgh plus two and a half I am gonna the Packer the Panthers are Panthers are playing for something, and I, I I don't hate their running game, and I think they can win by a field goal. I am taking the Panthers. Mitch Trubisky homecoming. If Kenny Pickett can't play, he went to North Carolina. Um, I think Carolina is better when you're getting points. I I just Sam Darnold. I know Pittsburgh should have beat Baltimore, but that's always a slugfest. I'm taking Pitt too, Ando. Plus two and a half. AI. (laughs) 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 I can't even keep a straight face. Sam Sam Darnold is going to lead this team to the playoffs. I take Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I am going to start here on one of the Saturday games. We have three Saturday games this week, too. We didn't mention that yet. Uh, and oh. no buys, finally. So, Oh, that's right. The 9-4 yeah. and four Ravens are going to Cleveland. And the Browns are favored by three. I, boy. Whoops. Oh, we got it again. <laughs> Whoa, Axel. <laughs> so it's Ando AI? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it should be because I'm I'm foolishly gonna take the Browns. I think they're I think at the third week after you know who is back, I think he's gonna finally find his rhythm. And I think that running game is gonna gonna come to play. The the Steeler or the the uh, Ravens are I'm just not I'm not sold on them anymore. I was earlier in the season, but I'm off the I'm off the Ravens band wagon. So Heath. Oh brother. I, I, who the heck is the quarterback in Baltimore? Uh, Cleveland. I don't even know who is playing there. I mean, if Huntley's not playing, it's whoever came in at the end there. Uh, some dude from Oregon, I think. Not Axel, but um, is that why he's not here? He's he's suiting up. He's suiting up. He is quarterbacking the Ravens this week. He's just like, I'm handing it off to J.K. Dobbins. The redheaded stepchild is going to lead. Oh, Anthony Brown. Victory. Anthony Brown is the quarterback. Oh, the corner from Dallas. He's not hurt. He's playing quarterback. He's, he's back. Yeah, you're right. The Oregon quarterback. Yep. Yeah. But he is I'm from taking. New Jersey, so he's an Axel boy. Oh, like I said on this pod, I would not take Deshaun Watson. Yep. All right. I'm taking Baltimore plus three. <laughs> <laughs> Baker. Oh, wait a second. Did I put this in the wrong one? Baker. Baker. Oh, Baker. I, nope. I missed one here. Watson played a little better, and the Ravens are on QB three or four, but Cleveland is better. I think I'll take Grandpa Grandpa James's Browns to cover the three. Axel takes the Browns. All right, Brett. 
Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. I think they're going to win this game. I, I don't care what quarterback they're on. <laughs> what if I told you, like ESPN 30 for 30, what if I told you Blair Keel was playing for the Ravens at age 50? Would you take the Ravens? How many interceptions is Watson game, bro? How, how, I didn't see any of that game last week. I heard he looked pretty bad. Did you guys watch him? Watch any of that game? No, but I know he looked bad. <laughs> I, well, thank God, because I bet on him to throw a pick, and he threw one late to win my bet. But Goff, I had one. I had Goff thrown a pick, and he didn't. Thanks, Minnesota. Yeah, I, w- I was waiting to text you that said he had a pick. It just never happened. It just never happened, yeah. Well, well, in the meantime, you can tell us about the Monday night football game. where dun, 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 dun. This is another just great matchup. The Rams, the 4-9 and nine Rams on a winning streak are going to Lambeau Field to play the 5-8 and eight Packers. Packers by 7. Ooh. Oh. Lordy, Lord of Lords. That's a hefty number for the pack. And I don't know if Donald is Donald just not playing. I'm assuming he's done. I think he's done, isn't he? He's going to retire with Matthew Stafford. That's my um, guess. Packers coming off a bye, but the Rams have had some extra time as well, so that doesn't matter. Baker goes into Green Bay and shines. Wrong. I, I'm going to need Aaron Rodgers for my fantasy playoffs. I'm going <laughs> Packers. AI. A-I. <laughs> Baker comes back down to earth as the LSD wears off, and Rodgers leads the pack to a victory, but not by seven. Axel takes the Ooh. points. Rams. Takes the LSD. Points. Oh. Uh, I like the Packers to win by more than a touchdown here. Yeah, I'm. I'm with. I'm with you guys, Brett. The, the Packers have still got. Rogers is still playing. He's got the chemistry with Watson now. I, I think the Packers win this one and win it pretty big. I think Baker's going to fold in in Lambeau. On the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we have. <laughs> and, and, and Axel will be telling us who is going to win between or who is a lar- another large point spread. The Chiefs are favored by 14 and they're going to play the Texans. Axel says the Chiefs don't cover. The Chiefs will win, but not by 14, even though they should. He takes the Texans. Hmm. I'm going to agree with Axel. That's a little rich. The Chiefs have struggled to cover all year long. They're playing on the road. The Texans played very well last week. They're feeling pretty good. The, I'd like to think that they can keep it within two touchdowns. So give me the Texans plus 14. Oh, AI. These high, these high point spreads, man, they're tough. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the chiefs one more time. I just, I can't see the Texans had a fluke. They gave everything they had last week to stay close. They're going to, they're not going to do the same. It's not going to happen with the chiefs and their high powered offense. I'm I'm taking the chiefs against my better judgment here with those points. 
Yeah, the Chiefs never cover, it seems. But I don't think Damian Pierce is going to play for the Texans. Cowboys should have blown him out. They took the day off. I don't think the Chiefs are going to take the day off because Patrick Mahomes, they're going to win by like 15, and then everyone's going to say they're the greatest team in the land. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 14, but I'm not super happy, but I just can't take the Texans. I'm sorry. Okay. You're not Brett. really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, this, yes. this point spread has actually changed in the last day and a half. Oh, yeah? And it flipped. The Patriots going to the Raiders. The Pats are now favored by one. Ooh. Um, I don't think the – I still don't think the Raiders are a very good team. I don't think they have any kind of home field advantage. I like Belichick. It when all else is equal anyway. Only one point. I think the I think the Patriots can win by a, at least a field goal, maybe even a touchdown. Give me the Patriots minus one. Uh, another pick here where I'm gonna go against my better judgment, and I'm taking the Raiders. I don't the the the, pat, the Pats are falling fast, and I think I think that their best days of the season are behind them. And the, the Raiders still have got some high-powered offense. I think they're going to get back on track and win again. I'm taking the Raiders. They just won by 14 points two days ago. Yeah, or last night, actually. Wasn't it? Yeah, they beat the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you. against the Cards, though. I, I they're still, still like the, free-falling. I still okay. like the Raiders. Yeah. All right. All right. I was just I, trying I to talk you into a switcheroo there, Andy, but I guess I, I failed. I, I'm going to stay <laughs> It's, it's, I, every once in a while, I have those feelings, and I just I got a feeling the Raiders are going to take this for some reason. I don't, not sure why, but I'll probably be wrong, and you'll gain a point on me here, Brett. So then you r- make sure you rub it in my face next week. <laughs> Solo. Well, it's Josh McDaniel versus Bill Belichick. Last time they faced <laughs> off, Denver beat the Pats, and then he eventually got fired and went back to the Patriots. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. There might've been a gap in there for all I know. Uh, I don't really care. Um, I was off the Raiders bandwagon and then they kind of won three in a row was on it. And then they screwed me last Thursday. I'm taking the Pats and Bailey Zappi is going to come off the bench and lead them. Oh. To victory. Yeah, I think I saw something. I don't have the stat in front of me, but weren't the Raiders? The Raiders, I think, are like the first team to blow four 13 point leads in the same season or something like that and lose a game. Uh, I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm trying to talk myself out of the Raiders. Um, let's see here. AI. The Patriots <laughs> look awful, but man, it's hard to take the Raiders. But I will. Actually, take the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Okay, I am up first, and the 12 and 1 Eagles are heading to the midway and taking on the Bears. And the Eagles are favored by nine, and Eagles are going to cover. Eagles are, they're going to blow the doors off this thing. The Giants, the Bears are, it's going to be ugly. Eagles. Am I, who am I after again? You're after me. Yep. Okay. And though, I think the Bears are going to upset the Eagles, but I'm taking the Eagles minus nine. 
I'm doing one of your, that was an old take on, I'm taking, they're going to win, but they're not going to cover. <laughs> so I'm taking the team to cover that's favored, but the underdog to win. Yeah, give me the Eagles. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they're just, they, they're great against bad teams, except for the Colts, the Cardinals, and the Lions. <laughs> AI. What a classic. <laughs> Remember the fog bowl? Well, the Bears yeah. are foggy after Philly whoops their asses. Philly is still scummy, <laughs> though. Sorry, folks. Philly covers. <laughs> Remember the fog bowl? <laughs> that was good, Axel. That was a good AI, Axel. Yeah, I'm a little surprised it's only nine. I would have expected this to be like a, you know, a 12 to 14. So give me the Eagles. It should be if the Eagle. You know what, Brett? If the Eagles were that good, it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs at Texans is 14. The Eagles yeah. At Bears, if the Eagles are the greatest team since, you know, yeah. the 72 Dolphins, what well, the Eagles should be favored by 20, I think. Yeah. That's, it should be higher for sure. Okay. Now we've got the most of the shit games out of the way. So now we can get to some good ones. Solo, the 49ers are going to go play the Seahawks on Thursday. It's 49ers oh, you got to give me. 49ers by three and a half. You're giving me, you're giving me the Thursday night so I can go first <laughs> and everyone can pick the up. You've always got one. You've always got, I didn't even think about it. That, well, you know what? No, though, that's I don't, fine. Is that the Thursday night? I don't know which. I just have a Thursday. I'm, I'm, it okay, is it is the Thursday, Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, only one Saturday. game on Thursday. I was I was thinking Saturday. Never mind. You're right. I'm, I'm, no, I'm way out of my head. Yeah. I'm high on the Niners. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I think Seattle's falling. I don't know if Kenneth Walker's playing. It won't matter. The Niners D is gonna make Axel's Geno look like I I'm trying to think of another G, Gino Toretta. Give me the Niners <laughs> minus three and a half. The Niners looking pretty great. Gino has come back down to earth. 49ers will cover. I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like the Niners here. Everyone bet Seattle because I picked them. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle's not winning this thing. 49ers are easy. I think that's a pretty – this is a slam dunk. So that probably means we'll all get it wrong. Yeah. Okay, next up, AI Dolphins at the Bills in a rematch where the Dolphins won earlier this season. The Bills by seven and a half. Axel says, wow, this is tough, and that spread is kind of big, especially that half. I think the Bills win, but Miami covers. I, I think the Bills win and the Bills cover. Give me Buffalo by double digits. I am taking the Dolphins because there's not going to be as much scoring in this game. It's supposed to be snowy again, and I think like lots of snow and shitty weather. I just don't think there's going to be as much scoring as there should be in a game with two high-powered offenses. So I still think the Bills will probably win this, but I think the Dolphins beat the spread. Tyreek Hill's banged up. Tua's come back to earth. He ain't going to do anything in Buffalo. Buffalo's going to come hard for revenge. 
Josh Allen's going to run for 120 yards, throw for two touchdowns, score two touchdowns. Buffalo, 35 to nothing. I'm taking the Bills. Minus seven and a half. Okay, Brett, this this one is an important one to you because it it, it uh, concerns not not your team but the team ahead of you. The Bengals nine and four at the Bucks six and seven. Bengals by three and a half. Three and a half is nothing, nothing. Give me the Bengals to destroy Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. Yeah, this spread is ridiculous. It, this kind of like before. This should be ten or more Bengals. You know, I love you, TB12, but you you need to – this team is not good. Bengals are on fire. They have some tough games coming up, and this ain't one of them. Tampa, sorry. Warren Sapp ain't coming through that door. Neither is Warwick Dunn. Is War- did Warwick Dunn pass? Did he die? Uh, was that him? No, I, I can't think so. One of those, no, he didn't die. One of those late 90s running backs did. Yeah, did he die? I hope he didn't because he he was all, I loved him. And he did no, good he's still age 47. He's still alive. Okay. Well, shit, he's my age. <laughs> well, Warwick Dunn's going to be hanging out with me. I'm taking <laughs> the Bengals minus three and a half. Okay, next we got AI. Tom Brady is in slow motion. Burrow is in fast forward. This line is way too low. Bengals will slaughter them. Bengals. Okay, I have got the seven and six Titans at the seven and six Chargers. Chargers are favored by three and a half. And I'm taking the Chargers. I like the Chargers. Chargers are starting to look good. They're starting to get healthy. They're starting to come around. They're a different team with Williams and Allen both in that offensive lineup. And old uh, Bobby Bear is starting to show why he's a good quarterback. I'm taking the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers. Well, Tennessee could be in a free fall. San Diego. I wish it was minus three. They've lost three in a row. The Titans have lost three in a row. They've lost three in a row. And their last two wins were the Packers and the Broncos. Interesting. Yeah, I'm on the Chargers bandwagon right here. I'm taking the Chargers minus three and a half. No, I'm taking the no, I'm taking the Chargers. What am I doing, guys? You're going to wait till the rest of us pick, and then you're going to change at the last second. Yeah. No, I'm going to take the Chargers. What the hell? I like Herbie. That's, they're looking damn good right now. I'm, I, I, I like their chances. Yeah. AI. The Titans have fell apart, but they need to make the playoffs because that's just what happens every year. Chargers look great, and they were my Super Bowl pick, so I take the Chargers to cover. I would like to apologize to Warwick Dunn for us thinking he might be dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize, Warwick Dunn. I thought he, I thought it was someone that I loved like that passed away. I can't. He was awesome. I was a big fan of his too. <laughs> he played for the Falcons, didn't he? At the end. Oh, yeah. Yep. At the end, the Bucks. Before he died. <laughs> before he died, he played. Before for he Falcons. passed. Yeah. 
Who the hell am I thinking Michael of? Vick. And um, I think right. he might yeah. be like part owner of the Falcons right now. I have to look that up. He probably had some – was he on some of those Tony Gonzalez teams too? Was he there that – I don't think he was there that late. Says – I just looked it up. It says 02 to 07. Yeah, Gonzalez came in, I think, 10 09 or 10. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I like Tennessee <laughs> in this game. I like Tennessee uh, just in general, and – I, don't know, I just got a better feeling about them and not a great feeling about the Chargers. So give me Tennessee plus the points. I want to apologize to Warwick. <laughs> Sorry, Warwick. That that made the pod worth it. Just just that. That was great. <laughs> okay. Was great. Solo, the rematch of the century from two weeks ago. Oh, the yeah. Seven, the two seven, five, and one teams. This is the loser leave town match. Giants yep. at the commies. Commies by four and a half. I think the Giants are done. They they've they're running on fumes. Barkley isn't healthy. He's not the same Barkley of the first half of the season. Uh, Danny Dimes is going to be throwing pennies. Uh, you know, as much as <laughs> I still don't think Washington that good, but they're a hell of a lot better than the Giants, and they had to buy. They will beat the Giants by four and a half. I'm taking, I'm going to drink a Heineken while I watch the Washington football rate commies cover by five. Well, let's see what uh, AI has to say here. Yuck. I love communism. So I choose the commies commies to cover way to go actual i love communism. I, i'm even i'm even more glad he made me say that so that's perfect i actually takes the yeah even better even better because it sounded <laughs> like you were saying it yeah yeah let's see bernard thinks that washington oh, bernard 4.95 points the spread is 4.5 so give me washington to cover by Four tenths of a point. Commies minus four and a half. I was gonna say four tenths of a point. That means they they win by <laughs> they lose they tie. Wait, it confuses me. Rehoboam, <laughs> you're saying they win by, by four point nine, right? I'm yeah. gonna round up. They'll win by five. You said <laughs> four tenths of a point over That's, the four point five. Yeah, oh, so over the four point five. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, I was in a simulation again. <laughs> Okay, God, this game is just, oof. yeah, I, I, I'm completely out on the Giants, especially if Barkley's banged up, and when he gets hurt, he he usually doesn't play at all. So I will also go with the Commies here. Now, down to the last four games. Hey. Uh, we've got <laughs> <laughs> the Saturday, the early game. It's the 4-8-1 and one Colts at my Minnesota Vikings. Vikes by four. That's it. The Vikes need a get right game and they will get it. Ando is happy. Vikings will cover the four. Am I after a no? Nope. Bernard is up. It's me. Oh Bernard. Okay. Um I like Minnesota a lot. What's the spread? Four? Four. Yep. If if the spread was ten, I'd probably still take Minnesota. Give me uh, the Vikes minus four. 
Yeah, this is a, a the latest in a series of insane uh, spreads by Vegas on the Vikings. But you know me, I'm taking the Vikings. I mean, and they're at home too, so yeah. And they still have. Well, I mean, Mike still got all the offensive weapons. I mean, it's not like they're not going to score. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Nah, this is a get right game. I mean. The Eagles only beat the Colts by one. The Cowboys beat them by over 30, but, you know, and, and the Eagles only beat the Texans by 11, and the Cowboys only beat them by, what, four? Hmm. Oh, big whoop. Taking the Vikes minus the points. Okay. Oh, shoot. You know what? I set this up, and you're first on this, Brad. I'm sorry about that. I didn't even realize that. Falcons at the Saints. Fal- Saints by four and a half. Ooh. It's Desmond Ritter time. It's Desmond Ritter time. time. And Ritter's going to come in and look a lot like Marcus Mariota, except better. (laughs) A little bit better. And that's going to be enough for them to either win or keep it close and lose close. So give me the Falcons plus four and a half. You know, I think he's going to come in and he's going to really expose how bad Mariota has looked because he's looked really shitty those three or four times I've watched them play this year. I, I think it's going to be an upgrade by subtraction. Falcons will – I don't know if they'll win, but they, they'll keep it close. Yeah. I don't know. This smells like Taysom Hill. One last crazy game of the year. <laughs> Red Rifle. No Kyle Pitts. God, this is game's awful. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming off a bye, too. The stupid Saints cost me. Oh, they're both. They yeah, they're both. Oh, they're the both Falcons were, too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah the Falcons are on bye, too. It's a Vegas zone. They don't know what to do. I, you know what? I'm taking the points. I'm sick of taking favorites. Give me the Falcons. Plus four and a half, baby. Yeah. A-I. A-I. Well, I know Brett's Falcons have been in the dumps, but the Saints are crapola. It's a clean sweep. We all take the Falcons. Oh. All right. That does not make me feel good. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I have got the 10-3 and three Cowboys going dun, to 5-8 and eight Jacksonville. Cowboys by four and a half. And Ooh, that's it? The, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys are... They're easily going to cover this game. Even if the good Jags team shows up, the Cowboys are easily going to cover this. They're they're a much better team. One of the cream of the crop in the NFL. I take the Cowboys. Hmm. Well, I was set on taking Jacksonville if it was going to be like seven and a half or eight. But because it's four and a half, I think everyone loves to look at the previous week and had the Cowboys crushed the Texans, the line would have been more, and I think Jacksonville would have covered. I don't, you know, it's interesting to see what Trevor Lawrence does, but I, I mean, I think this is like, relax, guys. We're still a good team. Dallas minus four and a half. AI. Cowboys will cover four and a half. This is the game they get it together for four quarters. That's it, Axel. That's all you got. That's all he has to say about the Cowboys. That's all I he's mean, got to say. I think this is going to be, like, be something special. 
Like I Tony really Dorsett will be in attendance, this... or give me something. <laughs> oh, well, no. that'll give him something to work on for next week. Take notes, actually. Okay. I think someone was scribbling down these numbers, and you know how a four kind of looks like a nine? This should be Cowboys minus nine and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going to give me four and a half, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus four and a half. Yeah, I was thinking. So do we all take our teams? <laughs> so Minnesota, we. Atlanta and Dallas were all in on. Actually, yeah, all I think three, that's a, so far it's I been think a that's clean a good sweep. sign. Yeah, I think that's a good sign. <laughs> well, th- this one might be the one we break it, and this this line also has flipped in the last day. Mm. Heath, tell us the six and seven Lions at the seven and six Jets. This is going to be like a playoff game, I think. Mm-hmm. Jets are favored by one. Ooh, so the, the Lions were favored yesterday when I looked. So. So some early money on the Jets seems to be the prognostication. Uh, you know, I've been high on the Jets all year. I've believed in them. Um, you know, the Lions on the road, not the greatest team on the road. I just feel the Jets defense is going to give problems to the Lions. Um, but I, you know, an injured Mike White. If Joe Flacco's the quarterback, I don't think he's got enough left. Am I really going to be picking the Lions over the Jets? I, you know what? I'm going Jets, folks. Give me the J-E-T-S Jets. It's for you, Axel. It's for AI Axel and all the little Axel Foley's out there in the world. I'm taking the Jets, although I may switch at any point. <laughs> AI. Mike White is going to shine this week. I take the Jets, of course. <laughs> shine. The Mike White era. Love it. <laughs> I am also going to take the Jets. Oh. I, I like the Fal- the I like the Vikings, the Falcons, the Cowboys, and the Jets. To win. <laughs> oh boy! All four you know, of our teams going to lose. This <laughs> this is tough because the uh, in the last two weeks the Lions and the Jets have both been made to look very very good offensively by my Vikings. So I'm not sure which team is. I still think the Jets have got a much better defense. I think the I think I think the Jets win this one. I think that the 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 Cinderella story of the Lions is over. So I'm also taking the Jets. It's going to be a clean sweep. All of us taking all of our teams. Wow. I just, you know, if if the Jets were favored by like three, I'd probably take the Lions because I think it could be close. But I just don't think the Lions have faced the last time they faced a, a D close to the Jets, Cowboys and the Patriots, and they couldn't score. And I don't think they're going into is it still the Meadowlands or whatever the hell they play? Uh, Brooklyn, yeah, I don't I know. Think so. play, I think it's Meadowlands. They play in Nova Scotia or something. Whatever they, they, <laughs> they're playing. Um, I just don't, with the cold, I just don't think golf. I think this is a golf pick bet game. Um, yeah, no. All four of our teams are going to win. I don't even care if all four of our teams cover, just as long as they win. Because yep. I want to see, I want to see Cowboys, Falcons, First round of the playoffs, baby. That's what I want to see. 
And I think the, I know the Vikings can, I think the Cowboys can too. I think they can both clinch playoff bursts if they both win this week. I know the Vikings Ooh. for sure. I know the Vikings for sure will, because they'll clinch the division if they beat the oh, Lions. Clinch the well. division, yeah. And I think I, 11 wins should do it for the Cowboys, yeah, right? I, th- I think that would clinch a, at, at very least a wild card. Well, that's well, all yeah, they're going to get. They would that's have to they're because get. they're three games ahead and there's only they're not four gonna games catch, left. I hate to say it. They're not going to catch the Eels because the Eagles, even if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, they the Eagles have that cake schedule that we talk mm-hmm. about, that ace mm-hmm. of cake schedule. So yep. they ain't losing. But they're the greatest team in history, everyone. <laughs> and what? The Falcons are only, what, a half game out? A one game out. They're still alive. That's so crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, and if Carolina runs the table, don't they yeah. win the division? Yeah, I think um, all, all four of them can still win. The Saints have not been eliminated, according to ESPN. And I would love nine. to face Sam Darnold in the first week of the playoffs. <laughs> I, I like, There's no way. I, I mean, Cobbins would have to win. The only thing is... Because it's Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, like it would be nice in my perfect world to play the Bucks in round one, beat finally beat Tom Brady, lose to the Eagles on Christmas Eve, go play them in the second round, finally beat them, and then go beat the Niners in San Fran. You know, uh, that would be like that DVD special edition <laughs> game of the, you know, that's not going to happen because I'm sure we're not even going to make the second round, but whatever. You That's know, fun. since Axel's not here, I have to I have to ha- heap a little praise on Tom Brady. There's a really cool video going around that I saw just before we started recording. And after the game, when San Francisco just destroyed them, like there was like nine or 10 49ers players, like rookies and first and second year players that had never played him, obviously. And there's a video of him like talking to all of them and they all coming up and wanted to say hi to him and get autographs. And Brady was like super cool with every single one of them. I was very impressed. Like it, one of them was even George Kittle and it was the first time he had met George Kittle and Kittle's been in the league for a long time. So, I mean, it was, I was very impressed with Brady. I know Axel hates him for obvious reasons. He's like my Aaron Rodgers, but I, I've, I've, I am a big fan of Tom Brady. I always have. Oh. I, just, I hate to say it to Axel because I know how much yeah. he hates him. Well, if the Eagles were actually the Jacksonville Jaguars and they had their team, I would, I would be rooting for them. Mm-hmm. But because they're the Eagles, I'm never good. You know, <laughs> Except I do like Randall Cunningham. I do like – and Herschel Walker did play for the Eagles. but They both that, played for the Vikings too. I you know. Like, I have a Randall Cunningham jersey tucked in, my, uh, tucked in my closet there. You can be a fan of the Vikings, Randall Cunningham. Oh, that's awesome. Well, he played for the Cowboys for a year. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was actually pretty good mm-hmm. for the like, well, he was... three or four games he played. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so – yeah. All right. Brett. She lives on the love seat. Oh, we never said pull up the ottoman. See, we need Axel to tell us about these things. We, we, we were on the, uh, Ando was on the ottoman. Uh, but now we're on the love seat. And uh, just some minor college football talk. Um, Brett, do you have anything you want to first say on the love seat? About anything college this week? Well, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the 12-team playoff that was ratified. Okay, okay, yeah, let's ratify this discussion. Let's do it. I was, I was very excited to hear this news. Um, the format is going to be interesting. So I, I think this is, this is really great news for all of college football, um, both 
power five and group of five. Uh, Wait, was it originally going to be eight and they changed it to 12 or it was always going to be 12? Well, the proposal that they voted for, voted on back in January was a 12-team playoff. Oh, it was a 12, okay. And it was, it was rejected by some stupid stubborn commissioners i guess at the time but then it was eventually i think it was some commissioners that had had really big tv contracts and didn't want to cut into some of those i think was what was going on there continue brett Uh, well regardless um people came to their senses um so the format is going to be the top six conference winners get automatic uh qualify now there's only five power five conferences. So what's going to happen is every conference winner and the power five conferences gets in plus the highest ranked group of five conference winners. Oh, get, okay. Regardless of if they're actually ranked in the top 12 or not. So this year Tulane would have gotten in, even if they're, I don't know what they're ranked. If they're like 15th or something, they would still get in. Mm-hmm. And the top four conference winners get a buy. So that buy is going to be. Brett, before you get too far down, what is the, what I, just cause I need a refresher. What does the group of five entail? Is that just basically all the other conferences besides the power five? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I couldn't list them for you. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's right. Conference it's, USA, it's, Sun, Sunbelt. Mac, AAC, gonna... which is like the American something, and oh, what am I missing? I don't oh, know. Oh, the gonna... WAC, not the WAC, the Mountain West or the Mountain. Do they still have a conference? Uh, yeah, no. American Conference USA, Mac, Mountain West, and Sun Belt. Yes, I got a baby. Great. See that Heath Solo representing the love seat. Booyah. So it's great for those schools too, because now, I mean, I think college football is headed to to a bad spot before this because it's a, it was just a case of the rich getting richer. You know, the top five or so co- uh, schools in the country can recruit whoever they want, and it was, it was just going to be a never-ending cycle. But now you have, you know, a group of five conference winner has a shot. Now they're probably not going to win a game or or four, however many games you'd have to win. But you could still use that in your recruiting and say, hey, "Yeah, we it's got a shot. Come to our and team, get in the playoffs. Who knows?" And it's it's only a matter of time before one of those schools actually does win a game. You know, remember the uh, Fiesta Bowl back in ooh, 2000, early to mid two thousands when uh, Boise State Boise State Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Now imagine if that was a playoff game and it was Boise State upset mm-hmm. Oklahoma to advance. How awesome would that be? So I that think game it's was awesome. Jared Zabransky. They did the Statue of Liberty and I, they pull out all the stops. The, the thing I like about Hook that too Latin. is that I mean, we've, we talked about this way back a long time ago when we were talking about Texas. Like the teams were like where Arch Manning is coming in next year and Quinn Ewers is still going to be playing there some of those smaller schools could come in and say, Hey, we can run the table and we can get you to the national title game. If you come play for us with the tra- way transferring is it could make it interesting. Some of those small schools could have a good shot at coming in and making some noise. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also going to create more parity amongst the Power Five as well. Whereas the SEC and Big Ten and specific schools within those conferences like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan would basically Mm -hmm. hog all of the five-star recruits. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I think it's going to be spread out a little bit more. It may even incentivize schools and boosters of all of these other schools to put in some NIL money. Yep. And and that's also going to help the recruiting. So I think it's going to bring more parity. Also, the genius part about a 12-team versus an 8-team is that you get these four buys. And if you tie that into conference winners – then it's still an incentive to win your conference championship. Yep. Whereas certain right, right. It doesn't matter. Like you know, it doesn't matter if you know Michigan and Ohio State were playing each other in the conference championship game, for example, which is impossible based <laughs> on the divisions. But we'll, we'll just say Ohio of, State and Minnesota playing for the uh, both undefeated next year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And you knew, and you knew the result didn't matter because both teams were getting in. Yeah. Well, now the result does matter, even if both teams are getting in. That's a huge benefit. Yep. So, so and and this oh. year, just for example, this season, uh, the top four teams: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. Those would not be the four top four teams under the twelve-team format because. TCU and Ohio State did not win their division, so they would not Ooh. get a bye. So the two four teams with a bye would be Georgia, Michigan, and two of the following three: Kansas State, Clemson, or Utah. Wow, I like that. Oh, so that so that automatic bid is the conference championship winner. Yep. Yeah. Not just oh. So I've got wow. a, I've got another question for you. Do you know the answer to this? How, how do the independent teams fit into this? They're going to be joining conferences quick. Are they? Yeah, that's well, what I would think. Well, yeah, I don't know. It would be nice to get them to join conferences, but if they don't, they would still get in because it's a committee that selects the top 12. But they would so, have to be one of the at-large. They'd never be eligible yeah. for the – okay. So basically yeah. there's six there's six at-large and six automatics. So if they rank within the top six of the at-large pool, then they would get in. So that's how Notre Dame would get in if they're still yeah. in. But they'd never Notre Dame conference. would never be able to get a buy though. That hmm. that's, that's true. I mean, they would never be able to get that's a buy. In, that's very yeah. interesting. You you could see them join the ACC. I know there was well because the, they are basketball. The Big Ten has been pushing for Notre Dame for oh, the years. Big Ten as well. I mean, yeah. they would fit right in here because they're they're I mean regional and it's sure. He's, I mean, they, they've been resistant to it forever, but yeah, that's I've, I'm always well, curious about that because they would fit right in like USC and UCLA are gonna fit. Yeah. Now, I, I think this is still subject to change, but this is, you know, before it actually starts, you know, in two years, but this is my <laughs> understanding of the system. So, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully Notre Dame does join a conference. Another interesting thing is that in college football, winning your conference only depends on your conference record. Your non-conference record does not factor into that at all. Yep. So mm. I'm really curious to see how the committee handles strength of schedule, particularly non-conference schedule within that first year or two of this format, (laughs) because you could technically, in theory, you could go 0 and 3 outside your conference and go like, you know, 
uh, seven and two in your conference and you're like a seven and five team. And if you and, win your conference championship, you could get in and even get a buy in that case. But And you know what? Especially for smaller conferences, it would incentivize you to schedule hard as hell games. I mean, if you were take some team in a small school, uh, say you're Rice, and you're like, I'm gonna we're gonna run the table in our own conference, but let's schedule let's right. schedule Alabama and Ohio State and these teams to get our strength to schedule up, they'll still run the table and they'll still get an automatic bid. Well, if they got an automatic bid, yes, but there's only there's only six. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm the, that's right. So a team like Rice, uh, see, yeah, do they did they try to schedule an easy uh, schedule so that they try to go undefeated or you know? Yeah, because they would still get penalized with the losses. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. How much would they be penalized if they lost to a really good team? Yeah, that's. Yeah. The- Can we not talk about Rice? Okay, I, I just ha- I was just I was just glancing at a, at the, I no, I the group of five, so that was the first team I saw. So let's, how about here we go? You, how about UNLV? Here we go. UNLV. <laughs> that might be worse. <laughs> no, but yeah. And then nice. you have, even even with the Power Five schools, are they going to go away from scheduling difficult games outside the conference, or do, or are they going to go more towards that? It it kind of depends right. on what the committee does. You know, in the first in these first couple of years, what precedent they set with that? So it should be interesting. That's, that is interesting. I yeah, hadn't thought about the whole scheduling thing. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's I think it's just an all around win 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 for college football fans, players, schools, everything. And yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've wanted this to happen for years and years and years. It's yeah. It really wait. does give. Teams like Minnesota and Syracuse, for example, it really does. I mean, if like this year, Ando, mm-hmm. if you were Purdue, if you I mean, and if you just pull that upset against Michigan, right, which, right, yeah. I mean, that that was a game in the third quarter, and that's 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 exactly what I was going to say. Because even this year, the I mean, the Gophers were still had a shot to get to that title game with a game or two left. I mean, say something crazy happens and they win that title, yeah, you get in with three losses or something. Because yeah, it's. I I like yeah. that. It's, it's a similar way of how it does with basketball that I, it's, but I like it in this football format, especially the, with the buys and all the, and the automatic. I like that. That's I'm sure. very intrigued by this. Yeah. And I think um, I had a couple other things on the love seat, but I want to save them. I'm just going to say uh, real quick before we end out. Uh, and this is something we can kind of talk about in the future when we talk about the draft and stuff, but a lot of players are opting out of these bowl games more than ever, which I hate because I love bowl season. Um, and it, it's frustrating, but, you know, business decisions, right? You do what you got to do. And then Mount Union versus North Central in the Stag Bowl, the Division Three championship this Friday <laughs> night on ESPNU. Check it out. <laughs> Mount Union, they're in there like every year, aren't they? Yeah, they haven't they, lately uh, – Mary Hardin Baylor and Wisconsin Whitewater have been winning. Oh yeah. Mount Union has only won like once in the last like seven years, they've made it to the title game, but they have, they, they're not cleaning up like they used to be. So hopefully they'll win against North central (laughs) this week. You know, we should, we should at least briefly mention uh, Caleb Williams winning the Heisman trophy as well. Oh yeah. 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 I I had a chance to watch him a couple of times in the last month. He is, 
He's damn good. I'm I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, he is. Congratulations, yeah. Williams. Did he say in his speech, "Hey, I'm the only nominee that's not in the college football playoff"? <laughs> he, he did say that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he uh, he 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 was he was kind enough to you know act. I guess jealous of the other three candidates who <laughs> are all still playing and he's not. So, and uh, yeah. Brett, your boy Johnny Manziel was at the ceremony. <laughs> Maybe he Whoa. showed up. He showed. I didn't know that. Johnny Football. Wow. Johnny Football showed up. Hey, he gets a, what, a free flight and a free dinner and free room. Yeah, I'm, guess, I'm guessing he had some free time. So <laughs> he Is could be. You know, <laughs> he used to be mine. I used to love him. I remember when the Cowboys could have picked him, I was like, come on, come on. And then they pick Zach Martin. I'm like, yeah, that was probably the better choice. <laughs> and yes, it was. Thank God. Oh, that would have been a nightmare. Him in Dallas, all the strip clubs. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just wish Johnny Manziel got in shape and was the face of the XFL. You know, but hey, you, know, you do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. Another I, Cleveland I was... Browns QB. He was so damn fun to watch in college. I mean, I was. I he really I wanted, was. I wanted the Vikings to draft him too, and I mean, they they ended up taking Anthony Barr. So that that was a good that was a very good move for them instead of Johnny Manziel. So I'm happy they did. Yeah, he was so fun to watch and and college. well, he reminded me of a modern day like Flutie. Like that's what really caught my eye. He was a shorter quarterback, could run around, throw some amazing passes, throwing a Mike Evans and. Like it just yeah. like so. Anytime anyone is close to Flutie, I'm one of my all time favorites. <laughs> I just I start to get a little hyped. So yeah. I was so hyped about Johnny Football, but I didn't realize the off the field stuff. And a good friend of mine was out one night with a, with a group that was around him, and he told me some stories that I'm like, oh, there's no way he's gonna be an NFL quarterback <laughs> if he's <laughs> partying like that. Uh, anyway, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hope you're doing well, league. Johnny. Football. Hope you're doing. He he did have a stint in the CFL for a little bit, and uh, the AFL or the not the AFL, the UAF, whatever that other league was that failed. Yeah, uh, the they they, yeah, they had to yeah, cut yeah, because because they ran out of money. They ended the season like halfway <laughs> through. Uh, but I was watching those games. I watched those stupid. Well, I didn't watch too much of the USFL. I watched a little bit because I like to see the jerseys, but I wasn't like super, super into it. But I probably watch more games than your average bear. So, <laughs> if 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 it's a, if it's an oval shaped ball, you're watching the game, right? Yeah, I'm even watching Rugby World Cup when it comes. To... Anyway, so uh, let's go around some last words. Brett, start us off. Any last words? Anything you want to whisper into Desmond Ritter's ear? Now's the time. Well, I mean, evidently the reason I missed the pod last week was I was massaging his thighs, getting him ready for the start. So um, that's right. That's right. Wasn't it Mariota? Or no, it was Ritter you were massaging. Like, I couldn't remember. <laughs> so I think he's ready to go. I'm feeling good. I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping for a spark. It, it's, it could be worse than Mariota, but I mean, it's hard to be worse. You know, it's young man, use your legs to, to break, you know, to break out of the pocket when you need to. 
and uh you know just go out and play some football the saints are not that good so go out and get a win let's do this hey you're still alive you're still alive (laughs) no i meant that in a good way like the falcons are still alive don't laugh ando don't laugh ando i'm just being nice i'm being i'm just around the couch this is just fun hey still alive to host the cowboys in the first round (laughs) yes (laughs) And then somehow beat him on a Hail Mary. And then I'll be crushed for like a decade. <laughs> the, 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 this will just turn into a full-time therapy podcast for like a month. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, go. Anyway, I don't think there's that. Yeah, you know, this is another fun week. Um, I'm excited to watch the Vikes this week. Hopefully beat the Colts, a team they haven't beat since our head coach was in sixth grade. So we haven't had a lot of success against the Colts. So, um, so yeah, lost the last six in a row. I'm just excited that they're going to get on the right track. And, yeah, I guess that's it for now. I don't have a whole lot. Oh, you know what? I just thought one more good stat to go out on. Oh, okay. After Tyreek Hill had that fumble return in that game, that 50-some yarder, he's the only player in the Super Bowl era to record a 50-yard TD in five different ways. Receiving, rushing, kick return, punt return, fumble return. So, we can go to. Wow. We need him to pass. Yeah, we, we need him to, to throw pass one. the ball. He yep. can throw it farther than Tua, I'm sure. <laughs> I think you're right. After the way Tua played the last couple of weeks, yeah, it so. doesn't need to be, go 50 yards in the air. It could just be like a little screen pass that someone takes on. That's the true. Way. Yeah, well, that's he could true. just throw it to Waddle. Actually, they just t- take Tua out Ooh, of the game and like just it. put another put another offensive lineman in there to protect him. And yeah, maybe Golden. All right. Well, on that note, thank you guys for coming out and uh, doing the pod Axel we hope you're doing well in Legoland hope everything is all right I mean everything's fine Axel's don't worry everyone Axel's fine he just needed a week off he'll be back next week he'll be back but his AI was here Um, (laughs) so remember check us out dvrpodcast.com if you want to become a patron go to patreon.com slash dvr leave us a review that will really help uh, around the couch has been a podcast, an NFL pod, brought to you by the DVR Podcasting Network. And uh, that's another week in the books. Enjoy the football this weekend. And uh, Syracuse Orange won the national championship in soccer. Beat Indiana in PKs. First win in history, baby. And uh, remember, if you're traveling, be safe. But if you're going to New York, do not go to... East New York. Welcome <laughs> to East New York. <laughs> oh. The Dak Attack. White's Pastu Bills. Lions Chew on the Horns. Ritter Time in the ATL. Next on Around the Couch. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Heath Solo, today. Axel is on assignment. So welcome to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcasting Network. What you can do is go to dvrpodcast.com for all the latest in DVR news and podcasts. We cover everything from Game of Thrones, Mayor of Kingstown, to Daddy Duty. And check out our latest pod, Top TV shows of 2022. Yes, 
we got together and we do this every year where we count down our favorite shows of the year. Jenny, Gina, Axel, Ando, myself, and Joe Bear were on last Saturday. It's up there. Check it out. And if you want to become a Patreon or a patron, as they say, you go to patreon.com slash DVR. A couple bucks a month. You can get all the exclusive podcasts, everything we do. It's a lot of fun and you become part of the community. We have an awesome Facebook group. We do, you know, we do bracket challenges. We do ando challenges, all kinds. What's an ando challenge? Well, we'll, we'll get to that later in the pod. But, you know, and also wherever you're listening to this, you know, Apple Pod, Spotify, whatever, leave us a review. It helps us get more notice because Around the Couch is, well, it's a new pod where we bring together friends. It's like a therapy session, as you've been hearing. Axel is usually our therapist, but tonight, Oh, did I, did I get muted? You know what? I hit the wrong button. Sorry, that's my bad. I was trying to mute myself. Shit. All you right. want to start over? So, yeah, we're going to have to start over. God damn it. I was, damn. To it's a, it's a, I was wondering. I'm like, why am I muted? Oh, God. I, I'm not used to having all the power. That's my bad. I'll, I'll stop and start over. <laughs>